Welcome to the Sports GPS. With your hosts, Parker White and CJ Holly. Welcome back to the Sports GPS Season 4, Episode 30. CJ, what do we have on the docket today? Man, we got a full slate. Five different segments. I'm going to try to keep them straight, but here we go. <laughs> we got the Week 16 recap, as always, with the NFL. Uh, our picks weren't great, but we'll go over all of those games. Yeah. Then we jump to the MLB Free Agency Predictor. We got a list of free agents after the big guys are gone. And uh, we're going to figure out exactly where they're going to go. Then we jump back to the gridiron and hit NFL awards, as well as some news and things as we're heading into the last two weeks of the season. And then we we hit on the Pistons and the fact that <laughs> yeah. they're so terrible. And how long can their streak go? And then we wrap this thing up with week 17 picks. Pretty simple, right? Yeah. All right. All that and more on this episode of the Sports GPS. Let's get into it. Welcome back. Jumping right into the Week 16 recap. Parker, start us off with that Thursday night game. All right, yeah. Thursday night, you had the Rams defeated the Saints 30-22. to Matthew Stafford, he's playing good football. 328 yards passing with two touchdowns. Uh, the running back, Williams, he had 22 carries, 104 yards and a touchdown. And Puka Dekua, he's continuing a great rookie season. Nine catches, 164 yards and a touchdown. The Rams, they're looking really good. Yeah, I mean, they had this game in control. They're up 27-7 to entering the fourth quarter, and the, the Saints decided to make it interesting and in scoring yeah. 15 points. But it was the Rams all the way. And, uh, I mean, honestly, like, the, the the NFC South is hot garbage. Yeah. Considering a Baker Mayfield-led uh, Buccaneers team. Well, we're going to talk about him in a little bit. But yeah. <laughs> considering that team is, uh, is vying for that fourth playoff spot in – almost a, a, a pseudo buy in the NFC playoffs. But I mean, honestly, like Derek Carr, not a bad showing Yeah, uh, throwing for three touchdowns and 300 yards, but you know, Stafford's better. He's got a complement of weapons that are great. And uh, you know, they, they did what they needed to do to get the job done. So I always just can't believe like the saints. Like I remember preseason, we were so like kind of in on the saints. Cause we thought they, they're not playing any quarterbacks. Well, yeah. But they're just letting us down week after week. Well, it's just we thought the Derek Carr experiment would go better. And it's not. And yeah. that's truly their their hindrance. Now, he looked good in a game that they lost, but this team just doesn't know how to win. Right. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. All right, let's jump to the Saturday games. There were two on the slate. The Bengals fall to the Steelers, shockingly. Yeah. 34-11. Uh, to 11. Uh, Browning throws three interceptions as Mason Rudolph, the yeah. Red reindeer on uh, Christmas Eve Eve, uh, hits two long touchdowns to George Pickens to end the Steelers' three-game skid and possibly kill the uh, Bengals' hopes of making the playoffs and my hopes of my parlay yeah. for the season. I definitely wish we knew Mason Rudolph was playing for our fantasy purposes. This is very true because we were like, well, we're going to keep George Pickens out because <laughs> Mitch, you know, Mitchell Trubisky can't hit him he can't hit the broad side of a barn. Yeah. And then Pickens goes, hold my beer for four catches, 195, and two tutties. So, I mean, listen, like, it, it it's it's fine. It's not fine. We're crying on the <laughs> it's inside. It's not. <laughs> All right, the Bills, they defeated the Chargers 24-22. Josh Allen had a nice game. He had three total touchdowns, 237 yards passing with a touchdown and a pick. James Cook, he was nice on the ground, 20 carries for 70 yards. And our boy Gabe Davis, non-playoffs, he had four catches, 130 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, we had him riding on the bench in one league or yeah. two. It, I mean, it's tough, but what are you going to do? I mean, three touchdowns by Josh Allen. I think it was uh, two with his arm and one with his leg, or one with his leg, t- or two with his legs, one with his arm. Yeah, flip, scratch, reverse, Willy Wonka style. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough, but like, now he is not asked to make every single play. Yeah. And I think this is a Buffalo Bills team that can make a run because they have James Cook uh, toting the rock 20 times. Yeah. Uh, you know, and you're not expecting Josh Allen to be your top passer and your top rusher. And he hasn't been over this little win streak they've had. And, 
that's the difference in in what the Bills are doing. Lately. And I definitely think a big thing for the Bills offense. When, when was the last time you heard Stephon Diggs have a big game? Uh, not often because he didn't have another. He again another game that he wasn't big on. Like so. he's due. Yeah, he is due for a big game. But maybe we'll see it this week. Maybe we won't. Yeah. All right, let's jump to the Sunday games. Your Colts, uh, they fall to the Falcons here. I cannot believe it. Taylor Heineke has a heck of a game, and Bijan Robinson uh, totes the rock half decent, but they're still not utilizing him well. Yeah. Uh, but really, it was just. We know. Oh, oh, we know. Oh, oh, we know. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it was just it was just hard knock life for anything getting going. And, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the Falcons do it with clean quarterback play, which is what you need to do versus Colts. But we're still in the playoff mix. You are still in there, just like every other team in the <laughs> NFC South. Correct. Uh, the Seahawks and the Titans. Go ahead. All right, the Seahawks, they defeated the Titans 20-17. to Geno Smith is back, and he actually had a pretty good game. 227 yards passing, two touchdowns. Derrick Henry, he does his thing. 19 carries, 88 yards and a touchdown. And Tyler Lockett, who I think he was – I thought he'd have a better year. He had eight catches, 81 yards. Like, Geno Smith in Seattle, like, we thought – and we're going to talk about it later, but, like, Russell Wilson, we thought, oh, he's gone. Like, the Seahawks are going to stink. But they've actually been better than Denver. Well, but, but here's the thing, though. I, I think that's head coaching. Yeah, that's fair. And it's and it's no fault on Peyton, but Pete Carroll is has been he he knows all the savvy veteran moves, right? And I think Sean Peyton needs a couple years to get the team to realize that it's him, right? It's not, right. you know, get his system in place, uh, possibly get rid of Russell Wilson. I don't think Russell Wilson's his quarterback. Yeah, and he's not. I mean, clearly he's not. He benched him. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I I don't know what it comes down to. To be clear, but uh, we'll. I guess we'll figure that out when it comes down. But the Seahawks are always going to be half decent. And, like, I think Geno Smith is a hindrance more than he is a help. Yeah, that's fair. So, I mean, now they got the job done. They win their second straight game of 20-17. Uh, to 17, Right. But it, it wasn't pretty. And the Titans had this game in the bag, and they sat there and said, eh, no, nah, we don't want it. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Lions defeat the Vikings 30-24, to 24, clinching the – NFC North for the first time since 1993. Um, it was it was a very tough game, but obviously, I mean, the turnovers is what killed Minnesota in the end. Nick Absolutely. Mullins throws for 411 yards, but he puts four in the hands of Lions defenders, including to seal the game at the end instead of throwing it up a little bit more for Jettas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamar Gibbs has two touchdowns on the ground. Uh, Jettas, the aforementioned, uh, did have a <laughs> touchdown through the air and 141 yards. In kind of his second game, I think his second game back. So, I mean, listen, he, he looked good. The Vikings could be great, but they don't have a quarterback that they can trust. Right. And that's even so much so this upcoming week because they're going to start their fourth quarterback. So, yeah, I, it's tough. But, I mean, they trade for Josh Dobbs, doesn't work out. And then, you know, you got – I can't even remember who it was. but I think there's been like, oh, what, Mullen, excuse 59 me. or 60, like, starting quarterbacks this year? It's been There's been a lot of quarterbacks this year. Yeah, for sure. it's nuts. Not, not a good thing. All right, the Jets, they defeated the Commanders 30-28. to It's closer than we thought. The Jets were up 20 nothing, and we thought, oh, this game's over. I thought so. Mm-hmm. But the Red, the Commanders, excuse me, they, they made it a game. Um, Simeon had 217 yards passing, a touchdown, and a pick. Uh, is it is it Brees Hall? Yeah, Brees Hall. Yeah, Brees Hall. I, I don't know why I wanted to say Bryce. Yeah, no, He Brees. had 20 carries, 95 yards, and two touchdowns. Killed us. And he also had 12 receptions and 96 yards. Yeah. So hey, uh, He's the one-man wrecking crew for the Jets. If you can bottle him up, uh, they really got nothing, especially with Garrett Wilson on the mend. So. And Greg the leg, Zerline, he had a 54-yard field goal with five seconds left. Yeah, I mean, the Commanders had this game in the bag. They switched to Kobe Brissett under center. And yeah. And he looked good, and and they just he gonna know. get to start this week. Yeah, and listen, I mean the can the Commanders have nothing to play for, so right. might as well and try to increase that draft stock. Maybe maybe win the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. Yeah, uh, the Packers defeat the Panthers by luck. Yeah, by uh, thirty three to thirty. Jordan Love, they they really survive and rally. Uh, but Bryce Young, man, he had a great game. Three hundred twelve yards, two touchdowns. Aaron Jones finally. Uh, breaks the century mark in rushing with 21 carries and 127. And then DJ Chark was basically Bryce Young's only target down the stretch. 
as he got both of uh, Bryce Young's touchdowns on 98 yards receiving on six six catches. Yeah. All right, the Browns, they defeated the Texans 36-22. Joe Flacco, how about that? He had 368 yards passing, three touchdowns. He did have two picks. Uh, David Singletary for Houston, he had nine carries, 44 yards. And Amari Cooper continues to have big games with Joe Flacco under center. He had 11 receptions, 265 yards, and two touchdowns. Breaking Josh Gordon's single uh, game record for receiving yards. Uh, So he is now the Cleveland Browns single game receiving yards holder. How about that? And Joe Flacco was the quarterback. I mean, you know, you think of two guys that couldn't even be more Cleveland. <laughs> For real. That didn't start out in Cleveland, and now they're in Cleveland. Kind of crazy to think about. Yeah. Uh, the Buccaneers, they defeat the Jags 30-12. to 12. Uh, Baker Mayfield throws for 283 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, Roddy White has 39 yards on 20 totes with a touchdown. Evan Ingram's your leading receiver in the game, 10 receptions for 95 yards. Listen, the Bucs look good. They went out 20 to nothing at the start of this game and then hung another 10 while Jacksonville just licked their wounds to get 12 in the second half. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like Jacksonville looks rough, but they're holding yeah. on to the lead in the north, so or in the AFC South, excuse me. Right. And, I mean, it's just, I don't know, it's tough, man. That That is going to be a very, very interesting. Both Souths suck. To be very clear. <laughs> yeah. To be very, very clear, both South suck. So. I, I know uh, Colin Cowherd was talking about Baker Mayfield on his show, and he thinks, you know what? He's going to be a free agent. I wouldn't be mad if I get if the Bucks gave him a multi-year deal instead of, like, you know, draft another guy or, or whatever. I'm well, like, they should. Yeah, I mean, he's actually – I mean, it's crazy to think about this, but he won division for the Browns, and he's going to probably win a division for the Bucks. Yeah. And we and we and we crap on Baker Mayfield all the time. Well, yeah. Well, we should. But well, yeah. I mean, I I'm not saying like, oh, he's been so great. It, but he ain't Johnny Manziel. You know, he ain't Johnny Manziel <laughs> yeah. bad. You know, like it. Gosh, I forgot about that there's, guy. There's levels of bad, and and Baker Mayfield is just bad enough that you could you could dish on him. Yeah. But he's not bad enough that he he will kick himself out of the league. Like honestly, Baker Mayfield will probably take over the like if if there's enough starters in the league. Which currently there aren't, yeah. but like I could see Baker Mayfield being the Chase Daniel of the future, like hey. just riding out those backup quarterback yeah. contracts for years upon years upon years, and you know, and getting plenty of them. So yeah, I mean, listen, I'm I'm not hating on Baker in any way, shape, or form. Though. Right. All right, the Bears they defeated the Cardinals twenty-seven to sixteen. Kyler Murray had two hundred thirty yards and two touchdowns. Uh, Herbert for the Bears he had twenty carries, one hundred twelve yards, and a touchdown. And Cole Komet had four receptions, 107 yards. The Bears' offense looked more than just Justin Fields and DJ Moore. Yeah, and to tell you the truth, like it, it kind of hurt us in, <laughs> yeah, in fantasy. But what didn't hurt us in fantasy? That's true. We had like probably the worst two weeks or the two worst week in both of our leagues. That yeah, we've, we've it, had was, in a while. it was pretty sad. But yeah, I mean the Bears get the job done at home, but the Cardinals are terrible. So this is what we <laughs> correct. Expect. I mean, yeah. honestly, it's, it's what oh, we yeah. expect. So. Uh, let's jump ahead. Let's go to the probably the game of the week. Truth be told, uh, the Dolphins uh, mm-hmm. defeat the Cowboys twenty-two to twenty. Um, Jason Sanders. I mean, he had three fifty-plus yarders, last-second field goal to secure the playoff spot for the Dolphins. Put the Cowboys on, you know, on on alert. Right. Uh, Tua uh, throws for two ninety-three. Dak Prescott looks rather pedestrian, even though CeeDee Lamb had a great game at 118 yards and a touchdown on six catches. Yeah. I mean, crazy. But, I mean, the Dolphins – literally, the Dolphins and the Cowboys are the exact same. It is literally the the two star uh, – the two Spider-Man or three, whatever, they're pointing at each other. You, you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> neither, neither of them can really beat a good team unless they're at home. Right. So, yeah. if they're on the road, there's you-know-what out of luck. But if they're home – they can win versus anybody. Right. And, I mean, that's what it is. Like, the Cowboys are literally 7-0 at home, 3-5 and five on the road. <laughs> if you catch them on the road, you got to win. <laughs> if you catch them at home, you're screwed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what it comes down to. So, the, the Dallas Cowboys need the division in the worst way, but thankfully the, uh, the Eagles kind of have a – they control their own destiny going yeah. forward. All right, the Patriots, they defeated the, tw- 
the the Broncos 26-23. This wasn't the game of the week? <laughs> no, it's not the rock fight of the week because because there is none. Yeah. I was going to wait till the end, but you ruined it. There is no <laughs> rock fight of the week. I'm there sorry. are no games that hit the qualifications for rock fight of the week. So there are no rock fights of the week this week, which means we get to preliminary put in a rock fight of the week from another week okay it's beautiful i love it it's beautiful well back to the patriots broncos bailey zappi he led uh all quarterbacks with 256 yards and two touchdowns uh mclaughlin had six carries and 37 yards on the ground and douglas had uh five receptions 74 yards in the air it's, it's a bunch of Guys, we don't know. Well, yeah, I mean, this game could have very easily been rock fight of the week, and then we thought it would be the Patriots like put up twenty in the third quarter out of nowhere, right? And then the Broncos are like, "Oh crud, we better get our act together." And then the Patriots kick a field goal right at the end to win it. I mean, it was it was crazy, but the Chad Ryland, yeah, I mean, like, what are you doing? Yeah, what are you like? You you needed to bury this team early, and you didn't. And and then you sit there and you give up thirty and you got to play from behind and you can't get it done. Yeah, it's just I mean that's inexcusable, Sean Payton and your Broncos. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go to the three Christmas games. Uh, let's let's start with the early one. The Raiders shock the Chiefs. Yeah, thirty to fourteen. The Raiders score two defensive touchdowns on back to back plays, and uh, you know Taylor Swift's Christmas was ruined by a Raiders win yeah. in Arrowhead. Yeah. Are the Chiefs as good as we thought they were? Uh, Not as good as we thought they were, but I think they're better than what we've seen the last two, three weeks. Here's my thing. I actually, now, like everybody that was sitting there going, oh, the enemy was only good because of Andy Reid. And Patrick Mahomes is good because of Andy Reid. Clearly not. Right. The enemy leaves, and the Chiefs' offense isn't the same. Now, I know they don't have wide receivers. Yeah. But, I mean, they do. Like, Rasheed Rice is good. He had <laughs> well, they, six they catches. They have receivers, but they aren't that good. They're not the greatest, but at the same time, like, Biennemi got more out of less. Yeah. Like, look what Biennemi did with Sam Howell. We we never thought Sam Howell would be even close to, you know, leading the and league in yards. And he's serviceable. And he's, up there. he's serviceable. He's good, and now they yeah. benched him, but I right. think that's wow. more of a, yeah. uh, you know, that's how bad Sam Howell was. And we all knew that. But, right, right. You know, we were living in this delusionary world, but. Like, Biennemi brought more out of it. It's the same thing I'm going to say about the Eagles and Shane Steichen, who's now head coach for hey. the Colts. Like, it, it, coaches matter. Assistants oh, yeah. matter. Absolutely. And it's been bad. I mean, the, the Eagles had a great DB coach, and then he goes and becomes the defensive back. In, uh, sorry, the, the D.C. in New York. And New York's great uh, as far as the secondary, and the Eagles can't. Right. Can't fight their way out of the bag. I mean, we're going to talk about it here in a second. But, yeah, I mean, honestly, like, assistant coaches matter. Uh-huh. And the enemy has proven right now to me that I'm with you, that he uh, he deserves to get a head coaching job somewhere mm-hmm. because even he's done great stuff in Washington. You see the regression that the Chiefs offense has. It might be Washington because is Ron Rivera going to be there next year? I don't know. That's a very good question. Like, yeah, I like Ron Rivera, but like it's it's been rough. It has been rough. I yeah. think I think there might be an elevation there for sure. Yeah. All right, your Eagles. They defeated the Giants 33-25. It was close. Uh, Jalen Hurts had 301 yards and a touchdown and a pick. DeAndre Swift, 20 carries, 92 yards and a touchdown. And Darius Slayton led all receivers with three receptions, 90 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, his touchdown was the massive one uh, to kind of, like, put them, put the Giants back into, like, real, real close striking distance. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it. listen, I mean, Blankenship, you got caught black, uh, flat-footed. I mean, now, granted, the corner should have carried him more, but at the same time, like, you, know, you get beat by Slayton, really. But <laughs> yeah, the Eagles gifted the Giants 15 points in the third quarter with a fumbled kickoff and then the pick six. Right. And yet the Giants still lose by eight. That just proves to you that if the Eagles fix their sloppy play, a bunch of penalties and the turnovers, mm-hmm. uh, they can they can beat people. Yeah. Like we're Eagles Nation's going absolutely ballistic <laughs> on the fact that we we only won by eight. We gift wrapped them 15 points. Right. Gift wrapped them. Yeah. Handed it to him and say, yeah. "Here you go. Here's your Christmas gift on Christmas." Yeah. And you still put up 33, and you're worried. Listen, I, am I nervous? Sure, I'm nervous, but I'm nervous <laughs> because of the penalties and the fact that James Bradbury can't fight his fight his way out of a wet paper bag. Yeah. I'm not nervous 
the offense looked half decent this week, even though they only have four plays from Madden. It's a bubble screen and four verts. But, like, <laughs> eventually they'll figure it out. Like, I really hate the fact that the Colts have Shane Steichen right now because I really want Shane yeah. back. And, hey, you were facing uh, Tommy DeVito. So. Yeah, and he got benched for Tyrod Taylor. I know, I know. To be very, But, very honestly, clear. Tyrod Taylor, and we'll get to it in picks, like – He's actually a really good backup quarterback. I like Tyrod Taylor. I mean, yeah. old Virginia Tech product. You can't go wrong. Yes, sir. All right. Final game on the slate was probably the best game of the entire week as far as, you know, the marquee matchup. Yeah. Uh, Ravens go to San, uh, San Francisco. Well, truly Santa Clara. And beat <laughs> the 49ers 33-19. to It was four picks of Brock Purdy. Ooh, yeah. And Christian McCaffrey did find the end zone. Congrats to whoever the heck it was. Who had a five dollar bet turned into four hundred eighty nine k? Yeah, uh, the last leg of that bet was Christian McCaffrey finding the end zone. Congratulations there! Yeah. But Kittle, man, what a game! Seven receptions for one twenty six. The Ravens' defense was the reason for this game, and and Lamar, you know, proved again why he should be an MVP candidate. Yeah, so he threw for two touchdowns, two hundred fifty two yards. He also ran for another forty five. Uh, Gus Edwards found one with his legs. It was Zay Flowers and Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> Nelson yeah. Aguilar are yep. your two touchdown catchers uh-huh. for Baltimore. And, I mean, honestly, McCaffrey did all he could do. Ronnie Bell caught the other touchdown for San Francisco. I mean, but Brock Purdy had four picks. Yeah, and that's the thing. And also, uh, they were gifted a safety by, uh, yeah. by oh, the yeah. umpire who fell, yeah. over, <laughs> who fell over and tripped. Fell over and tripped over and tripped Lamar Jackson. So, uh-huh. I mean, honestly, like, this is what I what I was saying a while ago. Like, if you force Brock Purdy to throw the ball, he's going to show you his colors. Yeah. And uh, it's what the Eagles couldn't do is what the Ravens did, which is eventually put them behind the eight ball. The Eagles could have done it going up 14-0, and they didn't. Yeah. And then Brock Purdy gets a touchdown. Now he's playing with comfort. Now Christian McCaffrey's definitely in the game. Now all this, you know, all those other things happen. Right. Where Baltimore was able to hang with them, didn't allow them to get out big, and then they got a big lead in the third quarter, and Brock Purdy can't pull them out, and that's what Brock Purdy is, and we all know it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, heck, Sam Darnold's the one who threw the touchdown to Ronnie Bell, not Purdy. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, the MVP race is now down to Lamar Jackson, to be clear. Yeah. And with all due respect, Brock Purdy, you are Mister Irrelevant for a reason. Well, I mean, he's a good I mean, look, he's he's good the odds. He's a good quarterback, but people were talking about him for the MVP. Yeah, it's he's like, not even the MVP on. on his team, to be no, very he's clear. Not. No, but, he's not. You know, that's what that is. All right, well, that wraps up the picks. I went 8-7-1, Parker. You went 7-8-1, yeah. which means I've closed the gap by one. But who's in first? Uh, you are. It's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Yeah. I got two more weeks to make up the sixth thing gap. We're going to talk week 17 picks a little bit later. But when we return, MLB free agent predictions. Parker and I have actually not separated our picks. We have gone with one pick for each free agent. Yes, sir. We're going to talk about all of them on the other side of the break. Welcome back. Jumping right into the free agent predictions for MLB. We've got what? One, two, three, eleven. four, five, six, seven, nine, ten, eleven. It's not that I didn't trust you, but I always have to count myself. <laughs> That's uh, fair. We had ten, and then we brought in another one just for shiggles, uh-huh. uh, mainly because we were stuck on the last one. But, hey, what are you going to do? <laughs> Let's just go ahead and start at the top. Blake Snell, where does he end up? Giants. Yeah, I think it makes so much sense. They need starting pitching. Because the only other team that makes sense is the Padres. He's not going back to his hand. Yeah, I don't think he goes back there. And, and the other piece is, too, the Giants have a good enough bullpen that they can get away with him only throwing five, six innings. And they have a lot of money. Right. So <laughs> yeah, that also helps. Yeah. Uh, Cody Bellinger. Cubs. Yeah, he goes back there. It just it, 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 it makes it so much sense. It should happen. It should. Very like, much so. Like, Cody Bellinger, you want to continue to play well, go back to the Cubs. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the only place where it makes sense for him to play well. Absolutely. All right, Josh Hader. Rangers. Yeah, I think they're the only team that's willing to pay him. Yeah. The, ha- the money that he wants, they to be have clear. Them, and I know, like, today was reported that he wants Edwin Diaz money. Right. It was, like, what, five years, $104 million or yeah, something some, like that? Yeah, something crazy. And he and wants, he and he wants more than that? Like, I get it. Like, you're awesome. Like, we, we know how awesome you are, but, hey. Can you give me multiple innings? Yeah. When it when when I need it. And the only times you've ever given multiple innings, you've fallen flat on your face. Right. So, but I mean, Rangers can give him the money, and I think if he gets paid, I think he'll go back to 
Well, I'm I'm hoping he'd go back to the Brewers days where they basically put him in any situation. Yeah, and then I mean, but he's he's a bona fide closer. Like that's what needs yeah. to happen. Uh, Jordan Montgomery, your fills. Yeah, it makes the most sense. They missed out on the Yamamoto. They've got the extra money. They're going to extend Zach Wheeler and give this man money. Absolutely. And him slotting in as the third starter, and he's a lefty. Yeah. So now I have two lefties in my, my rotation, him and Wang- Ranger Suarez. Like, you go Wheeler, Nola, Montgomery? Like, yes. That's awesome. And then Tyon Walker and then Ranger Suarez yeah. in my five. I, I, li- I mean. Just I- to break up the lefties. <laughs> Since I'm in your division, no, I don't like it, but I <laughs> you, like it. <laughs> you would like it if you were an impartial non-Braves fan. Correct. <laughs> All right, J.D. Martinez, where's he end up? Angels. Yeah, right. they need a bat. Yeah. And they, not just a bat, they need multiple bats. Oh, yeah. And so they need Mickey Moniak to come back and, and play well. They need Mike Trout to come play well. I will say I'm excited about the Angels because I think Ron Washington is going to make that much of a difference. I think so, too, especially with your infield play. It, Absolutely. Like, that's that's been massive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt Chapman, where's he end up? Yankees. Yeah, it makes, it's the only— It makes so much sense. Yeah. It, it, like it, it, it's just— <laughs> Just do it! Just too easy. Yeah. Jorge Soler. Go back to the Marlins. He's the only. That's the only place that could really take him. Yeah, I mean, Look, you had your best year as a Marlin. Yep. Like that part. They've got money to burn. Absolutely. And I, I'm not saying they burn money with Jorge Soler. To be very clear, he's yeah. a good, he's a good player. But like, there's no other team that needs his services. Right. Like a DH that doesn't provide you with a crud ton of pop, or. Or a lot of like I mean I he's mean, got on, pop. Don't I mean, get me wrong. Yeah, I mean honestly, his game is pop. But that's like, yeah, but it's not like a, a massive amount of pop, oh, right? Okay, yes. Yeah, the right. only thing that he provides you is power. Yeah, but he doesn't give you anything else, and it's not like it's Kyle Schwarber power. Oh yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like Kyle Schwarber, yeah. the only thing he gives you is power. Yeah. But he gives you a lot of power. Correct. Jorge Soler, he used to be able to steal your bags. He hasn't recently. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's got pop, but he doesn't have a lot of pop. So that's mm-hmm. that's the thing. Like, the Marlins are willing to spend that money. Absolutely. Take Oscar Hernandez. Red Sox. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's where he's rumored, where it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, would it make sense if he went back to the Mariners? Sure. Yeah, I think that makes sense. They they, they could use more offense. And they could use a first baseman. <laughs> it, well, he's an outfielder. Well, I'm just saying they, they, they need oh, yeah. a first baseman. Yeah, that's correct. So, But I think Red Sox, you know, Tay Oscar could play first yeah. base. Well, that was kind of where I was going. But. I, I got you. <laughs> Sorry. Los Santa. Yeah, that's okay. All right, Reese Hoskins. Yeah, because I said they need a first base, and that was a segue. <laughs> it's a segue, Parker. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I know what's coming. You know what's coming. They don't. Um, I could read this. <laughs> I could read the screen. Uh, Reese Hoskins goes to the Mariners. They, they need a first baseman. They need pop. I Like I said, yes, you're correct with – uh, Teos Hernandez. He can go back there, and they yeah. can also get Reese Hoskins. It can be two for one deal, right? But and and, the, and part of the reason why Reese Hoskins is a manor is because you're like no in the Brewers. <laughs> yeah, like I just can't. Yeah. Yes, he's got almost as many holes as uh, as Rowdy Telez, but boy. like <laughs> get off that, dude. I'm sorry. He his whole his swing has more holes than Swiss cheese. I've said it from day one. Which is why he's a pirate. Which is why he's a pirate. Hundred <laughs> percent. Um, but no, I mean Reese in a Mariners uniform. At least it would it would make more sense. He's a West Coast guy anyway, so yeah, it makes sense. Lucas Giolito, my Braves. It, it, yeah, I mean a the Braves need a starter. Mm-hmm. Okay, like I like the rotation. You have to think about the future because Max Fried's a free agent after next season. Charlie Morton is forty years old. Eventually, he's going to retire. Right. Uh, Go go back and play with with your high school teammate Max Fried and see what you can do. Yeah, and and I think they can turn turn whatever is wrong with him around. Like he is super talented. Yeah. We've all seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's had a lot. Uh, last year was rough. Uh, I'd like to see him as a brave. Yeah, I, I don't want to see him as a brave, <laughs> but at the same time, it's it makes sense. They've got. A good system to fix pitchers. Yeah. Uh, they need a starter, and he's got electric stuff when he's right. And mm-hmm. uh, if they can get him right, he's going to be dangerous for you guys. All right, the last one, because we were literally deciding between Giolito and Stroman. So let's talk about him. Marcus Stroman, where's he go? Go back to the Cubs. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they need pitching. And they've got money. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. it makes sense. And, and Stroman pitched well for the Cubs. I think he's Absolutely. ingratiated himself well there. So. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's going to wrap it up for the MLB free agent prediction. When we return, jumping back to the gridiron and the NFL, 
we're going to give our picks for all the rewards that are coming up. You know, the Big 8 or Big 7 or whatever the heck it is. <laughs> all those rewards that are given out right before the Super Bowl. We're going to talk about who we think is going to win all of them when we return. Welcome back to the Sports GPS. We're headed to the Gridiron NFL Awards and some news. Yeah, let's just go ahead and talk about the news. The big one, Russell Wilson was benched for the final two games of the season. Jared Stidemann's going to be starting the final two games unless he gets hurt or he dies or they find somebody better. <laughs> yeah. uh, but Russell Wilson and Sean Payton clearly don't get along. A lot of... Yeah, just drama. Yeah. And, and, and Russ looks like he's going to get moved in the offseason. There's a lot of money, so you really can't cut him. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it is what it is. Yeah. It's just tough. Yeah, certainly mind, $39 million guaranteed remaining, and an additional $37 million will be locked in if he doesn't pass his physical in March. Which is crazy, Yeah, to be clear. So, I, I don't know. It's it's nuts. I'm just trying to think, okay, if Russell Wilson is not a def- Denver Bronco next year, where does he play? No, oh, that's a darn fine question. Yeah. Because I was actually talking to my mom before I came over here. Because, like, Pittsburgh Steelers, they, I mean, is, is Kenny Pickett the, the guy? Probably not. Probably not. Uh, But I don't know if Russell Wilson g- goes into Pittsburgh as a starting quarterback. Like, I don't know if that works. I mean, it could if you trade him for Kenny Pickett. Maybe you swap him. Yeah. But, and you also have to ask, does Pittsburgh want to take on that money? That's the real question. And we might have to backseat GM that. Yeah, we might. But not tonight. But not tonight, yeah. Uh, let's just go ahead and jump. We'll, we'll discuss. Let us know where you think Russell Wilson ends up next year if he's no longer a Bronco. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings and their tight end, TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's out for the season with a torn A and MCL. Yeah. Um, he might be ready for the next season opener, but it's looking like, you know, week six, week five, week yeah. six, somewhere in there next year for him to get ready. So Yeah, it's a bummer. Uh, interesting story. The Packers suspended cornerback Jair Alexander one game for conduct detrimental to the team. Uh, he went he went to the coin toss pretending to be a team captain. He was kind of you know talking and like where they want do they want to kick receive whatever. Dude, you're not a team captain. Like you shouldn't have been out there. It's it's just an odd story. Yeah. Like you're you're kind of in hot water a little bit with the Packers. Yeah, as he as he should be. I mean that's just it's just bad play. Yeah. What are you doing? I mean, you're a superstar outside, but yeah. at the same time, like, right. don't do what you're not given. So yeah. he might be, he might be dealt. Yeah, he might be as well, which yeah, wouldn't be a bad play. Yeah, he's a good player. So, all right, let's. That's the big news at the NFL. So let's just jump into Parker and CJ's predictions of the NFL awards. <laughs> uh, we're gonna talk the big, the big seven, MVP, offensive and defensive player of the year, offensive rookie and defensive rookie of the year. The comeback player of the year, and then the coach of the year. Um, we basically came to consensus on all but two. Yeah. Uh, so we're gonna give you know who our consensus picks are, and then based on that, uh, the other two we kind of well, it's coin flip. So we're gonna kind of ask you. We will uh, set a that. poll on X to see who who would you pick. Yeah. Those two ones that we kind of flip the coin for. Yeah, check us at the Sports GPS on X and on Instagram <laughs> and on Twitter. No, that's X. And <laughs> TikTok. Uh, TikTok. That's the one I'm looking for. That's the T I was looking for. Yeah. So, yeah, find us all there, and, and you can see those polls and vote for who you have. But let's hit all the ones that are consensus for us. MVP. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, after that performance on Monday night, it's pretty much locked up for him. Yeah, um, and he's a quarterback. <laughs> it, yeah, like that's the thing, right? Like I, I have been beaten Christian and McCaffrey. ringing that bell for a non-quarterback MVP is still a thing, aka yeah. Derrick Henry, um, and, right. and a bunch of other things. So, you know, I'm still on for Christian McCaffrey should be MVP. However, because the MVP is a quarterback award. Emma, what are you doing to me? Um, <laughs> the dog is not leaving my side right now. Uh, yeah. So, because it's an it's a quarterback award, uh, MVP is going to Lamar Jackson, mm-hmm. which means <laughs> offensive player of the year, Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, and it's not even close. It's, it's a runaway. Yeah, absolutely. Let's just go ahead and jump forward. Uh, <laughs> defensive player of the year, TJ Watt. Yeah, I think he should be. I mean, he's leading the league in every defensive category that his position should lead it in so sacks you know sacks pressures tackles for losses 
Yeah, he's doing it all, and he's the reason why the Steelers are even sniffing 500. Absolutely. Uh, let's skip offensive rookie of the year because that's one of our ones that is up for contingency. But mm-hmm. we actually think we know. But yeah, we... there are some interesting thoughts in other places. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go to defensive rookie of the year, and I think it's a runaway in Jalen Carter. Yeah. Jaylen I mean, the Carter. man's been an absolute beast all year. Yeah. And we're and none of us are surprised by it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he was a stud. The fact that he fell to nine is is outrageous. He and every, he, if he didn't have the off field thing, he could have been the number. He one would have been the number one pick. It's not yeah. could have. He would have been the number one overall pick if he didn't have his yeah. off the field stuff that apparently was slightly fabricated. So yeah, whatever. But yeah, yeah. I mean, what are you gonna do? Absolutely. And uh, we're gonna skip comeback player of the year because we know the one that it's probably. But we have a case for another one. But uh, coach of the year, and I think it's Mike McDaniel. Yeah, I don't Mike even McDaniel. think it's close. Yeah, and he's looked phenomenal in this Dolphins team. Is humming. Yeah, and uh, I think the only person that could possibly catch him is um, in his own division and Sean McDermott, and that's if the Bills, like, you know, win the division, which is possible right. if you know Miami loses this week and then loses to the Bills in Week Ten. So. Yeah. That's I think that's the only the only coach that could take over Mike Patel, to be clear. That's fair. All right, so we we have the two uh awards that are up for grabs. Offensive rookie of the year and then it's comeback player of the year. So offensive rookie of the year, we're gonna give you our two dark horses that we think could win, and then we're gonna give our our main. So Puka Nakua. Yeah, and Sam Laporta. And Sam Laporta are two dark horses. I truly think Sam Laporta could very well win it just because of how much he does for that offense. Yeah. He's not just catching the football uh, and scoring touchdowns, but he does run block very, very well for a very good rushing attack. It's a two-headed monster between Montgomery and Gibbs. Uh, Gibbs is another one who could possibly win Rookie of the Year, too. Right, right. Uh, But I think because he's two-headed, I think he doesn't doesn't hit. But because Sam Laporta does it all, he's a great, uh, you know, Great tight end. I, I think I think he should get votes. Do I think he wins? No. Right. Uh, I think Puka will finish above him just because of how good he's been. Mm-hmm. And Puka literally carried the Rams until Cooper Cup comes back. And yeah. he's still, he's outproducing yeah, Cooper Cup. Yeah, he is. Little Cooper Cup. Little Cooper Cup. And Puka, Puka Nakua is, is doing his thing. But after we delved in more and we realized it's cj stroud (laughs) the only thing that hurts stroud is he's been out the last two weeks because of a concussion but if he comes back i think he's coming back this week yeah he comes back this week plays well it's a wrap he'll win offensive rookie especially if the texans somehow win the division yeah and they very well could yeah so the the jags are just trying to they're trying to give it away they're Houston or indianapolis like they're trying they're they're really they're doing their darndest to make sure it happens. And if C.J. Stroud leads the Texans to it, uh, he's definitely offensive rookie of the year. For sure. Mm-hmm. All right, and then the last one, comeback player of the year. Uh, now, it's probably going to go to DeMar Hamlin. Yeah, because of the story. The story, the narrative, right. it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. However, Baker, we're going to beat the drum. Baker Mayfield, man. Baker Mayfield should. I mean, the man was left for dead. <laughs> yeah. Left for dead. And, and then Tampa Bay said, hey, come on in. And he's a former number one overall pick. Right. And, like, the comeback's real, especially if the Buccaneers win that division. I mean, people forget that they started off 3-0 and this year. Yeah. And then they lost to the Eagles, and it kind of <laughs> tanked for a little bit. Now right. they're starting to come back around, and they're making plays. They look pretty good. And Baker's the center of all of that. And yeah. to tell you the truth, like, Baker... Could very easily win this award, but uh, it's going to Demar. Let's be clear. Yeah, it's going to Demar, but Baker. Baker should be in the running. If yeah. if the Demar Hamlin story wasn't a story, Demar can't even start for his own squad. Right. However, like he did almost die on the field, so it's not <laughs> right. like you know he should win it just out of principle. However, if there is no Demar Hamlin storyline, it's Baker. It should be Baker. Yeah. So. Uh, tell us what you think on those polls. What do you, what do you think about our MVPs? Do we get it right? Do we get it wrong? Feel free to let us know on X, Instagram, uh, TikTok. We'll, we're going to post some more videos. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, those are our awards. Those are our guesses. We'll see if we got them right. Yeah. But when we return, we're going to talk about a team that is not getting it right. No. In any way, shape, or form, they're not getting it right. Yeah. And we're going to talk about them. And it's the NBA and the Detroit Pistons on the other side of the break. Yeah. 
Welcome back to the Sports GPS. We're doing a little NBA talk here, not for the good, the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, I mean, they fell Tuesday night to the Nets. They're currently playing Boston right now. It's in the fourth, and it's a tight game. I mean, maybe this yeah, streak ends. Tight. Yeah, uh, But, uh, I mean, currently they have the lead by one. It's late fourth quarter, by the way. Right. Um, listen, they, they like, it was 27 straight. They lose tonight, it's 28, which... It, for all intents and purposes, the spread on tonight's game was 17. I almost took Detroit. Yeah, you did? Yeah, on the spread because I was like, there's no way they lose. They, they haven't been getting blown out by anybody. Right. They're not the Wizards. Right. So, like, <laughs> I was like, maybe they, you know, maybe they uh, maybe they do that. But uh, it's crazy. Uh, but it's a single-season record. Regardless of whether they beat Boston tonight or not, um, you know, it's, it, you know, they, they – they set a record. Yeah, right? like, I, like I can't think of anything else. Maybe, maybe not the good kind. Yeah, but it's a record. It's still a record. We were looking now before this, when we were obviously getting this episode set up. We were looking to see how long could they go, and you know how long could this streak end up being. So I, we pulled up the schedule, and we pulled up the schedule for Detroit. I think it could be thirty-four. It could be a lot. So, let's say they lose to Boston tonight. Yeah. I mean, they, for all intents and purposes, they might not. I mean, they they hold a one-point lead right now. Um, right. Toronto, they've got Toronto on Saturday. Yeah. And then they've got, they're going to Houston, to Utah, to Golden State, to Denver. And then they're home versus Sacramento. And then January 10th, the second of a back-to-back at home versus San Antonio. Yeah. Is like their next shot. Like, true good shot. I mean, they're going on a West Coast trip, which for any team like that, that's hard. It's tough. That's that's always tough. So you, I mean, it is Detroit. They're like halfway, yeah. but I get it. I get it. Even like even good teams like that's tough. Yeah. Like if you lose like, you know, the majority four or five or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we understand, and you're Detroit, and you've lost twenty seven in a row. Right. So for all intents and purposes, we could see them lose every single one of those West Coast games. Right. Um, and if they do in their first game back versus Sacramento, maybe they could take Sacramento maybe. off. But their their next good chance San Antonio. is San Antonio. Yeah. And if they don't win tonight, which wonder yeah. if they shouldn't. Yeah, they shouldn't. <laughs> but you never know. Um like if they don't if they don't lose if they if they lose tonight, excuse me, then it could get to thirty four. Yeah. It could get to almost half a season Gosh. of losing. And they started off two and one. They did. <laughs> they lost their first game of the season now, and won two straight. Now no one thought like, oh, look at look at Detroit. They might be a sneaky team. No one thought that. But they beat Chicago at home. But no, by sixteen. Right. But no one thought they would lose this many right. in a row. They lost by one to Miami in Miami. Then they beat Char- They beat the bricks off of Charlotte in Charlotte. Right. By twelve. Yeah. And then they beat Chicago by sixteen at home. And then. All the problems happened. Yeah, and they've they've lost now twenty seven and what could be twenty eight here in the next three minutes or so. Like Baker, talk to your boys in Boston, okay? Yeah, like come on, it's our narrative and they're ruining it right now. <laughs> they're ruining it. Um, but yeah, like it it's it's crazy to think about, but yeah. So you know, I mean, literally, we're watching the game right now. Like yeah. it, it's 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 crazy to think, but yeah. Listen, if they do lose this game and they they keep losing, Parker and I will do a backseat GMs on the Pistons. Yes. And we are planning a strictly backseat GMs edition uh-huh. for Pro Bowl week because nobody cares about the Pro Bowl. Yeah. So yeah. the week of the Pro Bowl, Parker and I will be doing an all-exclusive backseat GMs. The entire episode will be backseat GMs for multiple different teams. Right. So please let us know who you want to backseat GM. Please let us know what sport, what team, how many? Uh, you know, let us know on all of our socials. Yeah. Please let us know who we're doing. But the Pistons will be one of them, regardless. I definitely think the plan is we're going to backseat GM an NBA team, which is Detroit, mm-hmm. an NFL team, maybe one, two, yep. we'll see, and an MLB team. Yep. And you might you might catch me with a hair on my, you know what, to do an <laughs> NHL team. You might. Uh, you might catch me to do it. I don't know. <laughs> well, no. The reason why I say that is I have a friend who's a Devils fan, and okay. we got talking. About who the Devils could use uh-huh. and what they could do, and he came up with a decent trade. And if that's the case, and we want to go there, John Legere, 
I will bring you right. on, and we will do a back CGM of the New Jersey Devils. All right, that's fair. So that is possible. That's why I said if I get a wild hair on my you-know-what, <laughs> okay. we'll bring in John, and we'll do a back CGM then. All right. So, all right, well, when we return, we're getting into our Week 17 picks. Oh, my gosh. It looks like this thing's going to overtime, ladies and gentlemen. It's going to overtime. Oh, gosh. It is going Tatum, um, uh, yeah, it's going to overtime. Tatum missed the end. So Detroit and Boston are going to overtime. Meanwhile, we are going to the Week 17 picks on the other side of the break. Welcome back. Jumping right into the Week 17 NFL picks. Wow, I can't speak. Uh, let's talk about the Thursday night game that's currently going on. Uh, we made these picks beforehand. Cleveland is kind of cleaning house at halftime yeah. here. Uh, but Jets going to Cleveland. Cleveland was favored by seven. We both picked the Browns. Spoiler alert, Trevor Simeon under center. That was pretty much even. Uh, let's go ahead and just skip over that and go right to Saturday night's game. Uh, Lions going to Dallas. Dallas is favored by four and a half. Parker, who you got? I think this will be a real. It might be one of the better games of the week, but I'm going with the Cowboys. Yeah, it's Cowboys at home. And shockingly enough, as an Eagles fan, I would not hate the Cowboys winning this game. <laughs> um, I wouldn't hate if they lost it either. To be right, clear. right, but. <laughs> Again, I digress. Uh, let's just come to the Sunday day games. It's Dallas at home. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, Sunday day games. We got a big full slate of them at one o'clock. Then we got three in the afternoon. Then one night game. There is no Monday night games. Why? Because it's bowl season for college football. Mm -hmm. So there is no sun, uh, Monday night game. So all the rest of the fourteen games are on Sunday. Let's start with the Sunday day games. Dolphins going to the Ravens. The Ravens are favored by three and a half. Who do you like? This was tough, but I'm going to take the Dolphins. I'm going to take the Ravens. They look good against the 49ers, and it's because they're home. If the Dolphins were at home, this would be a different different thing for me. But it's in Baltimore. Give me the Ravens. Uh, Patriots going to Buffalo to face the Bills. The Bills are favored by 13 and a half. I, I think this is a 21-point game. I think the Bills Yeah, give me the Bills. Uh, Falcons going to Chicago to face those Bears. Uh, potential rock fight of the week? Yeah, potential. Uh, I'm going to take the Bears, and they're favored by three. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the Dirty Bird's on my on my list, so give me the Bears. All right, let's jump to the Tennessee Titans going to face the Texans, the rematch of the Oil Bowl, the <laughs> Oilers Bowl. Yeah. Um, this time it's in Houston by four and a half here. Um, I'm going to take the Texans to cover that spread. Yeah, I'm hoping C.J. Stroud plays, so give me the Texans. All right, let's go to the Raiders going to Indianapolis to face your Colts. The Colts are giving three and a half here. I'm going to take your Colts. I think the Raiders had a fluke, and it's going to be kind of a, a tough road to hoe yeah. versus this Colts. Team. I thought about reverse jinxing, but give me the Colts. All right, Rams going to New York and the Meadowlands to face the Gigantes. Uh, they're favored by three and a, or five and a half, by the way. Because it's five and a half, give me the Giants. Yeah, I'm going to take the Rams. They're playing too good, and they need wins, so that way they make sure they stay in the playoff race. Give me the Rams to cover the five and a half. All right. Uh, 49ers going to Washington to face the Commies. Uh, <laughs> the 49ers are favored by 12 and a half. I don't think that's anything to... Yeah, this is clear. It's 49ers. Yeah. Uh, Panthers going to Jacksonville to face the Jags. Jags are giving up six. Who you got? I would like the Jags to lose, but the Panthers are the Panthers, so give me the Jags. Yeah, I'm going to take the Jags, even though they're giving up almost a touchdown. The Cardinals are coming to Lincoln Financial Field to face the Eagles. The Eagles are giving up 10.5 in this game. I think this is a get-right game for the offense and defense for the Eagles. I'm going to take the Eagles to cover the spread mightily. Yeah, because I think it's a get-right game, I think this is too low. Give me the Eagles. All right, Saints going to Tampa Bay to face the Bucks. This, for all intents and purposes, is the game that will decide the NFC South. Uh, if the Bucks win, they, they pretty much have it locked up. If the Saints win, it widens it back up. Uh, I'm going to take the Saints because I need them to win. <laughs> I'm going to take the Bucks because I, I'm, I'm believing in Baker Mayfield. That's fair. I don't blame you. Uh, the, the Bucks are giving up two and a half, by the way, so... If they lose by one or two, I still win. Uh, let's go to the <laughs> afternoon games. There are three on the slate, as I already stated. The Steelers going to Seattle to face the Seahawks. Seahawks are giving up three and a half. Who do you like? Uh, it's going to be tough, but I like what I saw from Mason Rudolph. Give me the Steelers. Yeah. Uh, yeah. For some odd reason, I just feel like this is another 20 to 17 game, and the Seahawks end up on the good side of it. Give me the Seahawks and Geno Smith to All not right. mess it up. It, it, Rudolph looked good because it was Christmas Eve Eve. That's fair. He's right off the red-nosed reindeer. Come on. <laughs> okay. All right. Chargers going to Denver to face the Broncos. The Broncos are giving up three and a half. Who do you like? 
Be- even though the Chargers are on my you-know-what list, uh, the Broncos are they're fading, and Russ Wilson's not playing, so give me the Chargers. Yeah, I'm going to take the Chargers as well. I think Easton Stick looked good last week in a loss, and I think he can uh, he can continue that momentum. Uh, Bengals going to Kansas City to face the Chiefs. Chiefs are giving up seven. Uh, Chiefs need a get-right game. Give me the Chiefs. Yeah, I'm going to take the Chiefs. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm taking the <laughs> Bengals. Um, I think Jake Browning has a get-right game after last week. Um, and I just, for some odd reason, I just think the Bengals are going to cover the spread. I don't think they win, to be clear. That's the reason why I was like, I'm going to take that. No, I'm not. Uh, the spread's seven, so I'm going to take the Bengals. All right. All right, and then the Sunday night game, the Packers versus the Vikings. The Vikings are giving up one and a half at home. Who do you like? Give me the Packers. I'm gonna take the Vikings. Just uh, they they got to do something, and I Jordan Love scares me on the road. This could definitely be a rock fight. It could very well. This this one and the Bears Falcons are the two nominees for rock fight of the week for sure. Absolutely. All right. Well, it is looking like Boston is going to win in overtime as they got a six point lead. For Thank goodness. Forty five seconds left. So the narrative still continues. <laughs> we have thirty four as the potential um, uh, end of the losing streak. The longest we'll get is thirty four. Yeah. If you have a different number in mind, do they do they lose the rest of the season? I don't know. You don't know. <sighs> the world doesn't know. But let us know on Twitter. Uh, let us know how many uh, games you think the Detroit Pistons will end up losing. Because uh, it looks like the Celtics finally are putting them away here in overtimes. They're up by six with forty five seconds left. Um, those are all our picks for the NFL. Let us know where we got them right, where we got them wrong. Parker, hit him with the socials. Uh, hit us up at the Sports GPS on X, uh, Instagram, or TikTok, even though we don't use it a ton. But we we're gonna start doing some more videos on there. Um, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put a bunch of polls out there. NFL awards. We're gonna. I'm gonna put a poll up. Uh, Detroit. How how long does this? last this mm-hmm. losing streak last so right yeah just hit us up uh we'd love to conversate with you yeah yeah have some fun uh figure out who you want us to throw in the back seat uh or us to go in the back seat of their car Either, however <laughs> however you, you want to phrase it <laughs> however you want to imagine that just know <laughs> that we are in a car with a gm of a big time major four franchise and we're going to tell them what to do so, however you want that to be, we're driving the car and we kidnap them, or we <laughs> snuck into their car and we're in the back seat and we're telling them what they should do. Either yeah. way, however e- either you want to imagine yeah. that, yeah, that is what we're doing. And, um, yeah, it, we're looking forward to it. Uh, but, again, that's going to wrap up Season 4, Episode 30 for all of us here at the Sports GPS. Parker White. CJ Holly. Thanks for stopping by. Oh, thank you.